If there's going to be a focus area for inverted planet, maybe it should be inversions that we find in the media. Stories that I can go over with you and talk about how contrary to reality they really are. Uh, I've got three examples sitting in front of me. Let's see how many we can get through. Um, the first is from Jerusalem Post. It's called Bennett Can Liberate Israel from Haredi Chains on Religion. And it's an opinion piece by the editor, Yaakov Katz. Now, I'll at least give him credit for using Haredi, not ultra-Orthodox. Um, at least he gets credit for that because that's blatantly pejorative. But the bottom line is the way he's using Haredi, it's still pejorative. Bennett can liberate Israel from Haredi chains on religion. What he's actually saying is that Bennett can abandon all standards for what Judaism, what Judaism is all about and what the Jewish standards are on religion. Hold on a second. All right, let's go over with what he's actually talking about in his piece. He first of all talks about the gymnast uh, who won an Olympic gold for Israel, only its second gold medal ever, Artem Dolgopiat. Um, Dolgopiat has a Jewish father and has a non-Jewish mother. So as he points out in the article, Israeli authorities do not consider him Jewish for the purposes of marriage. Says the mother, the state won't let him get married. He has a girlfriend and they've lived together for three years, but he cannot get married. He needs to leave as in leave the country to get married, but cannot because of sports. Now, what she means is that if someone who is not, as the article says openly, if somebody is not halachically Jewish, they cannot get married under the Jewish authorities in the state of Israel. Because of the way Israel respects religion, all marriage and divorce is conducted under a religious authority. So, it is simply not true that these people cannot get married, as Katz asserts. It's just wrong. They can get married. They can get married by either converting to Judaism or by getting married under a non-Jewish authority that is willing to marry them. But you cannot find somebody who says, I don't believe in Protestant Christianity at all, but I want to get married in the Protestant church. If they would, then they'd be able to get married. So it's, it's completely wrong what he's saying, but the point is that he wants to get these people recognized as Jewish, even though, according to all Jewish standards, they're simply not. This fellow, Dogo Piat, his, his mother is not Jewish. So guess what? He's not, you know, he's not Jewish either. And so to say that this is about Haredi chains on religion is completely, again, here we go, it's inverting the reality. The reality is that according to Judaism, he cannot get married under Jewish law to another Jew. So, okay, so the goal here is not for Bennett to liberate Israel from Haredi chains on religion. The goal here is to liberate Israel from religion. In other words, Israel shouldn't be actually a Jewish state. It shouldn't actually have religious authorities. It shouldn't follow religious guidance on how marriages and divorce and other things work. And remember, the whole concept of marriage has been distorted in the modern era. 
Historically, what marriage was for was to create a family and create a next generation. If you look at, I mean, this comes straight out of, say, Fabracius, the book of Genesis, that a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and they will become one flesh. What is it? How do you become one flesh? Literally, a man and a woman cannot become one flesh together. Ah, but they can have a child together where one flesh is comprised of genetics from the father and the mother. That's the idea. That's what it means. And that's what marriage is about. Leave your father and mother, cleave to your wife, become one flesh. That's really what marriage is supposed to be there for. Now, it is true that given uh, that even though people cannot actually have a child, they still have, it's still better for husband and wife to live together, etc., etc. Yes, but that all exists under the guidance of religious, uh, religious law. In the case of Judaism, it's halakha. Now, yeah, you can find rabbis in America who will say all sorts of things, but they represent diversions from traditional Jewish thought that are no more than 200 years old. And for all their claims to represent American Jewry, most of American Jewry right now is not actually observing Judaism practically at all. They do a couple of rituals. They may show up in synagogue a couple times a year, but the idea that they actually have a religious voice and they want something for religious reasons is just nonsense. It's just what they want. So here you have cats inverting the reality. The reality is that uh, Israel operates by traditional Jewish standards and far, as far as what Judaism is and anything else would take it out of observing Judaism at all. And Katz claims it's about Haredi chains on religion. No, it has nothing to do with Haredi. How did this Sephardi world become Haredi, by the way? It has nothing to do with Haredi or ultra-Orthodox or anything like that, or even Orthodoxy. It has to do with Judaism. And you, you either observe Judaism or you don't. I mean, obviously, there's levels of stricture and blah, blah, blah. We're not talking about that here. We're talking about basic Judaism 101. If they're going to follow Judaism, you have to do it this way. If, if Israel is not going to be a Jewish state, then it does it a different way. So, But the problem is, of course, if you would say we want Israel to not be a Jewish state anymore or to not follow Judaism anymore, people will look at you and say, what's the whole point of having Israel? Israel is supposed to be the Jewish state, even though it doesn't observe Judaism in a lot of ways. When Israel was created... Prior to 1948, they made a deal with the religious authorities to not get the Orthodox Jewish religious rabbinic leaders to oppose creation of the new state. They said, all right, we'll go along with it for the most part. You know that Satmar and others are exceptions to this rule. But for the most part, they got the Chazonish, for example, to say, okay, fine, you can create your state and we'll be citizens and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This whole method of collaboration required a give and take and it required some permanent commitments from David Ben-Gurion about what the new state would do about observing Judaism. And now that the state exists and the state is 73 years old and the Orthodox community in Israel is blossoming and is stronger than ever before, now they want to change components of the deal. That's what this is all about. 
And of course, the Israel's secular Supreme Court is completely on the side of making this happen. So again, the Jerusalem Post just takes the reality, ignores the reality, and tells a narrative to make you want to oppose. Oh, it's about those Haredi rabbis and the chains of religion and it makes it sound so horrible and awful. When we're talking about, wait a minute, it's basic Judaism and it's basic Jewish continuity. Do you want to know that in two generations, Anybody who's known to be Jewish in Israel can marry anybody else. In America, that already can't happen. In America, they already have to research back into the family line to confirm that the mother's mother's mother is actually Jewish before couples can marry. Do you want that disaster in Israel also? Well, the answer is if you're a secular uh, secularist Israeli who wants to get rid of Judaism, well, the answer is yes. And so all you have to do is break the deal that you made 70 years ago. On to a second example. You heard me talk about my unorthodox life before. There's a piece in the Jewish Chronicle of London by Miriam Shaviv, who's also the editor of Chronicle of Higher Education. So she's a relatively significant writer uh, and supposed to be committed to truth-telling. In this particular piece, though, which is called The Reaction to My Unorthodox Life is Telling, she engages in a, basically a defense of malicious mendacity. We know already that Julia Hart simply did not tell the truth. She claimed that she was repressed from her creative outlets when she was dance lead, as recorded in her own high school journal. She claims that her school offered no education when it offered AP classes and excels in the New York State Regents exams. So it's about lies versus truth. But you see, Shaviv skips past all that. She ignores that and claims that the people who are uh, complaining about Hart's lies have an underlying insecurity and anxiety about their own agency, referring to Orthodox Jewish women, because they're claiming, oh, you see, all the evidence that's being offered is about their secular accomplishments. It's not about their religion. Okay, first of all, if you go back to Hart's piece, it was all about her not getting secular education. That's what Julia Hart, otherwise known as Talia Labov, that's what her complaint was about. The inability of a person educated in the religious community to gain secular success. And that's why she flouts her great high income and the fact that she's married to a billionaire and is CEO of his company, etc., etc. And now that Orthodox women have stepped forward to say, this is ridiculous, she simply lied about the community, she did not tell the truth about the opportunities for secular accomplishment, Shaviv says, ah, you see how defensive they are? Because they don't talk about their religious accomplishment. They, talk about, they don't talk about the fact that they can't become rabbis, that they don't learn Talmud all day, etc. That's the whole reversal of what the conflict was about between Julia Hart and the community. It's, she wants to simply step around the fact that what the women are complaining about is not because they're defensive, it's not because they're insecure, it's because Julia Hart lied about the community and her background. 
Shaviv is so happy to see somebody completely lying and slandering the Orthodox community that she defends it by saying, oh, you see, these women don't talk about their religious accomplishments, which, by the way, is not true. But it wasn't the focus specifically because that wasn't Hart's focus. Hart lied about secular accomplishment. And that's where these religious women went after her for lying and said, what are you talking about? We have huge opportunities for secular accomplishment. Shaviv's response to these defenses against lie, lying and slander is to say these women are insecure. It's a defense of lying and slandering as long as the victims are ultra-Orthodox. That's what it's all about. Shaviv is doing classic anti-Semitic bigotry as long as the people she's talking about are more strictly observant than she is personally. It's another example of people simply taking the reality, turning it on its head. This is welcome to the inverted planet all over again. Inverted Planet is generously sponsored by the Stitzer family in the memory of Carl and Rita Stitzer. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure you've subscribed. This podcast is available on all major platforms and all popular Android and iPhone podcast apps. And be sure to spread the word by giving us a five-star rating and telling your friends about the Inverted Planet podcast. Thanks for listening.